Welcome to twoquestions.tv. With me today is Satama Nelly Jr. And we're talking about second chances and finding our highest purpose. Twoquestions.tv. Brief questions, deep knowledge. For executives, entrepreneurs, and small business owners. Welcome to twoquestions.tv. I'm Susan Barancinimo. Joining me today is Satama Nali Jr. He's an undrafted free agent out of Brigham Young who was signed by the New England Patriots where he spent two seasons as a defensive end. And following his NFL career, Satama was a mortgage broker, real estate investor, hard money lender, and a speaker on stages around the country. He's an accomplished musician, me too, and was a sales top sales manager, trainer, and recruiter for Vivin, and is a business coach, uh, consultant, speaker, trainer, and coach for business owners, entrepreneurs, and coaches and trainers. Hi, Satama. Welcome to the show. Susan, it is an honor and a blessing to be with you. Thank you for having me. Well, I enjoyed your book. This book, audience, this is his book. So let's talk about winning the game I'm ex- or winning after the game. I'm really excited. I enjoyed your book. And, um, and I loved it because it talked so much of second chances and third chances and really striving to find meaning and purpose in life. And one thing I really liked about the book was when you talked about storytelling and how we tell ourselves made up stories because we're addicted to drama. And I think that's true. Drama is interesting, you know? <laughs> and so maybe someone's watching this show today and, and they've been telling themselves a story and maybe they don't even know it. How can they begin to untangle the story to find the truth and begin to handle it? The, one of the greatest things that we can do as human beings to find that story, to get to the root of what's really going on is to just be honest to tell the truth, to be real, to be authentic, and to be totally transparent. And that would look like a person saying, hey, this is what current reality is in my life. Like, and you got to look at it. I, I address things in four quadrants, like physical, spiritual, relational, financial. And if you just take a look at your life, like really look at it with a set of truthful eyes, you're either gonna say, hey, this really works for me. I love my life, it's amazing. It could not be better. I'm gonna keep doing what I'm doing. Or you would look at it and say, this isn't working. Like I actually want some, and this requires someone to tell the truth. The truth about what they want, what they feel called to do, what they believe would be just a different life, maybe a better life, whether it's more income, more freedom, uh, a tighter marriage. And the core belief of this, the core truth is, you really can't create that life. So how do we get someone to untangle the stories? Just look at your life today and ask, is this the life that I truly want to live? And if it's not, and it starts by telling the truth, that's where we begin diving into the stories and what's holding us back or what's getting in the way. I think that's probably quite difficult to do because the stories help make our lives more palatable when we're not living the life that's authentic to us. And I think that's true even more when you're successful. So in the book, you talked about having the courage to walk away from what you're doing in order to pursue your highest purpose. And especially when you're experiencing real success in your current work, which I think is very difficult. I've worked with executives over the years who have found that very, very hard. So when I read this, I thought, you know, this is a really unique message that I haven't seen a lot in other work. So could you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, 
a big part of going after your higher purpose or higher calling. It's, you know, I, I tried to do this in my late twenties and I tried to do it in my early thirties. What I learned was that I wasn't ready. I hadn't developed the necessary required skills, the competency, uh, the experience, right? Just like this fabric of I'm actually ready. So when I committed to live this higher calling, this purpose, this thing that I do today, uh, God or the universe, right? The, the forces move you into situations that actually prepare you. So the mortgage industry, the real estate, losing everything, hitting rock bottom, having to go knock doors for three summers in my mid thirties as a Super Bowl champion, as a, a multiple six and seven figure earner in the real estate. I mean, it was humbling. And what I've learned is if you're committed, you know, if you're really like, hey, this is what I, I know that I'm called to do, it burns inside of me, it cannot be put out, then every job that you have, it leads you to that thing. And then there comes a point in your life where I talk about it in the book, the voice, mm -hmm. like this thing inside of you, it will not turn off. It will, you will wake up all the time. It will speak to you. It will whisper. It will nudge. It will gently caress. And sometimes it's going to just push you to the point where you're like, okay. And what I've learned is the voice would never push you to go that direction. You're so much nicer to that voice than I am. <laughs> I'm like, all right. <laughs> well, what I've learned and, and what I know to be true is uh, when the voice speaks, like it's, or when you feel like that feeling, when that, those thoughts that are just like divinely inspired, yeah. that you've been prepared and you, yeah. it requires a leap of faith and it requires you to just trust, right? This faith and this belief of, okay, it's going to work. I don't know how, but I'm going to make a leap. And every person who's ever succeeded, whether it's in business, in sports, on the field, in family, in marriage, as a parent, you had to make leaps of faith. It's required you to believe in something that you couldn't see, but you knew was true. And yeah, you know, like it's, it's not easy. But for those who listen and those who move, right? Faith without works is that. So those who actually move on the desire and that fire, they'll get what they truly desire. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I think, um, Part of the challenge must be that when you're successful, you know, you and I both know you're busy, right? <laughs> There's so much to do. And it does take a little bit of inner quiet to hear that voice, don't you think? Yeah, but without a doubt, we live in a society where we're busy. Everyone's on their cell phones. Even when people are driving, they can't not escape the distraction yeah. and the things that pull our attention. So a, a lot of the work that we do with our, our our clients and the companies that we organizations we work with is to help them to create space. Mm -hmm. Just have some time where we decompress and create this space so they can see, so they can hear, so they can feel, and they mm -hmm. can really understand And you know, it doesn't require you to go on these three week excursions. You just do this every single day. Mm -hmm. And before you know it, you've got space to see to course correct right in the middle of the day. Um, a lot of my guys, before they go home, they, you know, they're working hard. They're working 40, 50 hours a week. And one of the things I have them do every, every one of them, they'll meditate right before they go home. Mm -hmm. So now they create this space. So when they walk into the house, one of our mantras is being a five-star daddy. They walk in and they've left work behind. They've got space to deal with kids. And they're now with their wife who's been with the kids all day. 
And space matters. It's critical. And you can be a five-star mommy too. Yeah, five-star daddy, <laughs> five-star mommy. Sometimes we call it mother of the year. Yeah. Because uh, that, you look, that's, let's be real. It's like the hardest job out there, <laughs> all jobs, to be a, a mama, to, to kids, to sports, to dance, to school plays, to, I mean, it's, that's work. So yeah, five-star dad, five-star mom, five-star wife, five-star husband. Yeah. Yeah. I love that idea, actually. Um, there's always a challenge, I think, to leave the energy of the workplace in the workplace. And when you come home to be in that more nurturing, kind, gentler space. I think, you know, I tend to be kind and nurturing and gentle in my work, but I think also there are a lot of people who are, who are uh, working hard and, and focused and intense. And when you get home, you want to be in a different mindset completely. So the idea of meditating right before you go home is really smart. I love it. Yeah, it works. And uh, what, you know, principle number four in our 13 principles is clarity is power. Yeah. If a man or a woman will be clear about what they want, then when you're going home, <clears throat> you're not going to take your, your hardcore personality at work, or maybe even your loving and nurturing where you're super kind to everyone and then go home and flip the, the switch. You want to walk home and be, just be clear, hey, what do I want with my family? What do I want my life to look like? What do I want my marriage and my home to feel like? And it's the same thing with work. Sometimes people go to work and they're in the grind. They're just in this mechanical, you know, habitual way of showing up where they don't really step back and say, hey, what do I really want for my life? Right. And do I want to end up at a destination by default that just I show up and I'm like, I can convince myself that this is what I wanted. Or do you want to end up at the destination down the road and say, this is exactly, this is exactly what I've envisioned and so much more. And, and that's where I'm at in my life. You know, this is, mm -hmm. this is like only like a thousand times better than I had ever envisioned. And it's amazing. And I know it's just going to continue to get better and better. Well, I have to say, um, I found your book really honest and telling some of these stories might not be easy. Having told some of my, my own stories like this, it was not easy to tell the stories when you have been at a certain level and then you've fallen from that level and then you have gotten back up on your feet and then you've fallen again. And I think there's a, a, a wonderful resilience that you talk about in the book and, and, perseverance and persistence and hustle. And, I, and so I think for my viewers, viewers, if you want to look at a, at, you know, read a, a book that has a level of persistence and perseverance and really resilience, if you're looking to be inspired, this is a great book, Winning After the Game. I highly recommend it in terms of, of really looking for that level of, of comeback. So congratulations, not just on the comeback, but, but on such a wonderful work. So nicely done. Susan, thank you. Um, thank you so much. I am so excited to have people read the book. It, it, it will be a game changer for them. It will lift their hearts. It will ignite the fire again. It will give them hope and possibility like, hey, I can, no matter if I've hit rock bottom, even if I think the best days are behind me, I'm here to tell you in like 100% certainty, your best days are now and in front of you, without a doubt. I love it. I love it. And it's definitely a book of hope. So Tama, thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I'm honored and uh, so humbled and thankful. And just to have you uh, 
interview me and, and read the book. Thank you so much. All right, viewers. Again, here's the book, Winning After the Game. We're going to have a link down below in the show notes for today so you can get your copy on Amazon. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time. This has been twoquestions.tv. To subscribe to our YouTube channel, learn more about the show, the guests, and our host, Susan Barancini Mo, visit us at www.twoquestions.tv.